0: Welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rant. Hey guys, happy Super Bowl after party. Whoa, look who knows something about sports.
1: Well, I mean the Super Bowl. What was the spread like, Phil? What did you eat?
2: Uh, KFC. It's KFC day. Okay. So what
1: did you you have there?
2: Uh, I had uh, a couple wings. I had some mashed potatoes. Okay. Uh, I also, uh, I was at our friends Ty and Chris's place. They had sliders there. Ooh. Sliders were good. I uh, had a couple brewskis. Okay, uh, and I'm just kidding, guys. This is a Tide ad. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: that's a reference to a commercial. That's true. Oh, that's I loved that like ad sport. campaign. Those were that
1: was really the only good ones. I yeah. feel like we've all gotten too uh, hyped for the commercials, and now yeah. and the commercials are aware. The commercials have become sentient. So yeah, they yeah. know that we're <laughs> excited for these things. Right, right. And now it's like it almost feels like a letdown every year. But those Tide ads really delivered. I really enjoyed yeah.
2: them. Yeah, and I like the Amazon ads too. Uh, where Lexa lost her voice and then it was all people eh, I like. Just I like trotting uh, out celebrities. J.B. Smoove so and that. Leslie Jones together. I enjoyed yeah. that. And what were they together for? I, I have to say I missed most of the first
0: quarter, so I might have missed some of these commercials. I'm a bigger sports fan than Joel. I watched the whole game, stem to stern. Stem to stern. I had to go it's out. It's a boat again. term. <laughs> I needed to go get booze to take to the party, and then I was like, I need to grocery shop too, so I decided to combine the both. And then I. <laughs> this I, I is very by irresponsible like Super Bowl pre planning. Yeah, you are right. Joel, it's on a Sunday. You yeah, have Saturday for these things. I I sat around, I got stoned, and listened to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer all Saturday. Nah, what do we got on the show this week? (laughs) Well, we don't have
1: anything. Well, no, we do. We have uh, Eagles super fan, Mike Trout, Angels outfielder, MLB all-star, Mike Trout, from New Jersey, huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. I did not
2: know that.
0: That's weird, wild stuff. He's a Philly sports fan. He does not come off. Is especially
1: so. Well, he's very positive. He's very yeah, optimistic, yeah. and he's full of uh, like positive energy. And I feel yeah. like the the Philly sports yeah. fan in, in in the lexicon is more cynical.
0: Yeah. So so still you're aware, Phil? Philly sports fans typically the meanest, most aggravated fans of all fan bases. That's because whenever the they're surliest. not eating
2: cheesesteak, they're like, I need a cheesesteak. It's yeah. true. Yeah. To so know that you're addicted, that close
0: to cheesesteaks and not eating one at the
2: moment. It's I'm kind of the same
1: way. I love yeah. cheesesteaks. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. And uh, we all have we all caught the fever, Olympic fever. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I was wondering why I was running hot today.
1: Yeah, Luis Fernandez, mm. our old buddy, who it is should now be, should
0: be noted so now that the Olympics are not in Brazil. Right. The fever has not been stewing in raw sewage for yeah, a long time, yeah. so it's not quite as bad.
1: No, everything's the public health is at in
0: Pyeongchang. Yeah. Okay. Good. But Ew. threat of being destroyed by a nuclear weapon. Much higher. <laughs> Much higher. But you know what?
1: That's what they have Luis Fernandez for.
0: Yeah.
2: And they have North Korean athletes there to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. So uh, so uh,
0: Luis Fernandez, now the, the Deputy Sports Minister of North Korea. North Korea. Mm-hmm. North
2: Korea yeah. uh,
0: is uh, is going to come on and talk to us about... He's moved there now. He's presumably living in North Korea. So we're sure. going to check in with him about the upcoming Olympics.
2: He's had a really tough go.
0: He really has. Yeah, but really, I- he really has. Again, should it? checked before he accepted the job
1: really should you know yeah. but i think he was just so excited to get out of brazil that, yeah that's kind of what
0: he happened was, there but i mean there's two koreas and he picked the wrong one yep. uh and do we have a wide world of weird sports, Phil? you're goddamn right we do but first lebron james update watch update lebron james update watch update brought to you by
2: all the things that lebron james sponsors today today
0: LeBron James reportedly cursed at Cleveland Cavaliers executives in heated meeting. The fuck. Ooh. sub-headline. Yeah. Ooh. Sub, sub headline. ooh. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling. Serious discord has reportedly surfaced between LeBron James and members of the Cleveland Cavaliers front office in recent weeks. According to The Athletic's Jason Lloyd... James cursed towards at least two team executives during the late January meeting in which some players questioned the legitimacy of Kevin Love's illness.
1: Oof. Whoa. Yeah. Questioned leg- the legitimacy of his yeah. illness. I mean, he broke his hand, right?
0: Yeah, sort of tweaked that. But I think this this is late January, so okay. this, this was a before the hand-breaking. Oh, okay. ah. Lloyd noted that the Cavaliers have been noticeably pivoting away from James' recommendations since the offseason. According to Lloyd, James wanted them to bring Kyrie Irving to training camp, but they instead placated the point guard's trade request by shipping him to the Boston Celtics. Citing a source, Lloyd reported that the Cavaliers completed the deal without consulting James. What are you doing? He's the GM! You always have to get consent! You talk to the GM and coach, and
1: in this case, those are both LeBron James.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I feel like this story is usually a player was allowed to direct things, and it meant ruin for the team, but... At the moment, it really appears as though James was right. Yeah. (laughs) About all of these things. The Cleveland Cavaliers are much worse this time around. Yeah. Uh, But I think we're all wondering the same thing. What the fuck did LeBron say? yeah yeah no that's what that, I'm that is, i want. wondering i want to hear curse, the expletives the curse at can be and, anything and two team executives that's like when that kid says a dirty word in front of the teacher and you're like oh and then the assistant principal comes in and then he curses at him too and you're just like oh man oh man yeah. sorry about your parents divorce <laughs> oh, kyle dead yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like acting out <laughs> wow uh, on top of that, Lloyd wrote James has quote-unquote no relationship with owner Dan Gilbert or general manager Kobe Altman. Uh, altman, not a member of either the alt-right or the alt-left, despite uh, being an alt-man. He's just an alt-man. He's just yeah. an alt-man, yeah. Also not transgendered, as far as I know. Uh
2: Alt. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't uh, like that joke. Okay. Let's just continue. Phil, Phil's made clear. His, control, yeah, alt, deleting that one. Ah, oh, I like
0: that joke. Oh, that one's good. I like that joke. Uh, since then, turmoil has engulfed the organization from top to bottom, with Gilbert supposed reportedly seizing control of basketball operations. Bleacher reports Ken Berger, uh, previously reported Gilbert, is firmly in charge of basketball decisions once again. While Altman has uh, been struck and stuck in purgatory without a defined role. Mm. Whereas Griffin, the old GM, would consult with James and keep him informed of major roster decisions that are, that is no longer happening. Lloyd wrote, James doesn't trust this front office and there's no communication now between management and star player. James won't waive his no trade clause before Thursday. That's three days ago's uh, deadline, and reportedly <laughs> intends to Old news. see the year through in Cleveland, according to Yahoo Sports' Shams Charania. For now, all indications suggest a second divorce may be in play this summer. So he, he'll he be a free agent after this year? Yep. Uh, hey, do you remember that cool letter that uh, LeBron wrote to Cleveland like three years ago? Yeah, about With, coming about home. About coming home?
2: Oh. Yeah. Do, do you guys remember that? I do. Yeah, when he was just like, I didn't never belong there. I'm taking my talents to Cleveland, right? Yep, yep, yep. Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. I just, I thought it'd remind us all of that thing. You guys
0: remember when they won a championship? The first one that Cleveland had won since so long ago that the Browns were good back then? Yeah, it's funny because
1: you see a championship. Remember. That's singular, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's like the just only <laughs> championship yeah, yeah. by the city of Cleveland. In in
2: in like 60, sixty some odd years, I could have sworn Michael Jordan won a bunch of championships, right? Yeah, that was with yeah, Chicago, that was Chicago, right? But still, like he's Michael Jordan's a better basketball player than right? He won a bunch. <laughs> waiting, he won waiting a in bunch the of them.
0: Tricky waters.
2: Yeah, I'm just tricky, saying that Michael waters. Jordan was a winner, and LeBron James arguably a loser. He's lost a bunch of times.
0: Wow. Wow, I mean, he's been to the finals so many times. No, it's true, but he was not able to finish from the
2: sports outside. Not able to finish it. Jordan Jordan got the job done. Doesn't seem like LeBron did. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) coffee's for closers. Yeah, Yeah. I guess Uh, he's not allowed
0: to drink my coffee anymore. Yeah, but it should be noted at the trade deadline, the Cavs may have been the instrument of their own demise as they traded uh, Isaiah, not as good as Kyrie Irving, Thomas, and center Channing. Pass me a fry. In uh, a conditional 2018 first round pass pick.
2: me a fry.
1: <laughs> what, like a French fry? No is that one, a no one says pass me a fry. Yeah, that's a weird like,
0: thing. Can pa- I have one of your? Can I fries? pass the fries? Or you could just
2: call him Stir. Right, fry. but
0: his, his last name is Stir would have been better. That would have been much. Stir would have been yeah. much better. I mean, this is a well known nickname, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> what Stir? What's up, yeah. Stir? Yeah. Uh, and a conditional 2018 first-round pick to the L.A. Lakers for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Why did the Lakers do this? Clearing out cap space.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Clarkson was owed
0: $26 million over the next two years. Moving him mean the Lakers are going to have plenty of cap space for the upcoming offseason to pursue. What do you think the Lakers might go after this offseason? Mm. Well, let's see. Boy, that's hard to say. There's options out there. Phil, who do you who do you think the Lakers are going to be pursuing? Kobe Bryant. Okay, good good <laughs> guess. Try good guess. again. Yeah, he's retired. Though I don't know if more money is going to lure him
2: out. Kyrie of Kyrie Irving.
1: Nope, nope. We're going to try Under this again. Under
2: contract. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about LeBron James? I'm oh, talking about LeBron James. Okay. What a thought. This is there. classic facetious, Joel. <laughs> I know. I was. I thought that it was a real question. I didn't think that this was a trick question. No,
0: they're clearly they're going to sign away LeBron James with the cap space that they traded to Cleveland. I find that amusing.
2: Well, ain't that a pickle? News, news, news on the sports, sports, sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Josh
0: McDaniels spurns Indianapolis Colts to remain offensive coordinator in New England. Good for him. Subline says agent, dude, where's my car? Yeah, what happened? Where's your car, dude? What happened, man? We had it all set up. Uh, After two days of reflection and conversations with the Patriots, New England offensive coordinator uh, Josh McDaniels has decided not to accept the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job, the team confirmed Tuesday night. After agreeing to contract terms to become the Indianapolis Colts uh, new head coach, New England Patriots assistant coach Josh McDaniels this evening informed us that he would not be joining our team, the Colts said in a statement. Although we are surprised and disappointed, we will resume our head coaching search immediately and find the right fit to lead our team and organization on and off the field. Good. You, you, but, you know, dick move, the statement continued.
1: You know, if, if they can just uh, wait this out two years, I think Belichick might be available.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that's the thought. Uh, that's right. The offensive coordinator in New England was apparently, uh, that job was apparently more appealing to McDaniels than head coach in Indianapolis, which is kind of hard. Not to take personally, if you're a Colts fan. Uh, real kick in the teeth. Sure. Yeah. Uh... Suppose I don't Josh know how to Davis. banter with this okay, one. You well, know why? Because let me, I'm really fucking let me, lost. Let me set this. What's up. happening? What's let me set this. up. What's
2: happening with this se- segment? Let me set this. I'm up confused. Real quick I'm scared. For you. I'm a little hungry. I can do I'm kind this. Tired. I can do this. Bring it in. Okay. okay. Here's the deal.
1: NFL. Right. Yep. Playoffs start. Yep. Regular season ends. Yep. Teams need to hire coaches. Sure. right? That are firing why? coaches. Why don't they have
2: them all? Why do they fire in now?
1: Firing a coach at the end of the regular season. The playoffs going on. Oh, the people who didn't make the playoffs. Right. Very often, you want to hire someone that's on one of these other teams, but. You can't do it or make anything official until the season's over. Okay. Right? Okay. So everyone knew that the Patriots defensive coordinator,
0: uh, Matt Patricia,
1: was gonna be hired by the Lions, but not until his postseason was over. And okay. their offensive coordinator,
0: Josh McDaniels,
1: was gonna be going to the Colts. Okay. So these were basically everyone knew this. This has been reported, except they couldn't can't officially announce it. They can't sign the dotted line because of rules that that are in place. And also sure. they have their current job. They're trying to win a championship. Yeah. So the basically a couple days after the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, okay, here we go. Josh McDaniels is going to go to like the press conference in, in Indianapolis, and he calls and like, mm, you know what? Talk to some guys here. I think I'm going to stick around. Yeah, stick wow, around. good for so him. Like, loyalty. So for weeks, basically... The Colts had thought they had hired their coach, so they had stopped their search. Oh, no. So, for like, like I said, three weeks, they'd probably been waiting, and like, all right, we're going to announce it. We're going to have the thing. He's going to come in. He's going to put on the hat. We're all going to clap, and he's going to say things like, we're going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Didn't happen. Totally bailed at the last moment. Oof. Really bombed A boned lot him. of the
0: other good coaches were already hired Yeah. On oh, other no. teams.
2: So they totally hosed the Colts. Is yeah. that a good context thing? Now I understand it. What Joel uh, was saying yeah. sounded like... Womp, 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 well, allow womp, me. Womp, womp, womp.
0: Allow me one more thing. Also, I mean, the fact that he turned down their head coaching job. Like, you're a COO, Phil. Yeah. At a company. Yeah. If another company of a pretty similar valuation offered you the
2: CEO position,
0: and you said, nah, I'm going to stay COO here.
2: Of course I would. I'm loyal to my company. What?
0: <laughs> okay, what if they offered
1: you a king role. Ooh, I've <laughs> always be, wanted
2: to be king yeah. of a digital media <laughs> company. Yeah. It should be said a lot it's, more money. You'd and, be getting paid higher
1: higher than CEO cuz you're the king now. How many serfs would I have? Oh, as many as you are. I'm using
0: the thread and the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, the feudal I, system here works for the I digital media comparison.
2: Simple, clean <laughs> one. we we've, we we've, 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 we've rapidly spiraled out of control. No, look, I agree that I would probably consider a larger role at a similar company. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so that's that's all I'm saying.
2: That's cool. Now pretend man. there are only thirty
1: one other companies that you could go to. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and in, you're getting in it. the world, in the world, and you're getting one of them. Yeah, yes. and this is like the pinnacle of your position. There's only thirty two of these jobs. Yeah, and you, they're like you want only it. Like only like six of which yes. were available
0: this last year.
2: And then later you're like, mm, Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Do you think it's because someone was blackmailing him? That sounds like blackmail.
0: Or it could be like you. What are the reasons why you would not accept this CEO position? Okay. What are the reasons why? Yeah.
2: Let's say uh, the company uh, abused children. <laughs> <laughs> the company abused children. I would not go to that company.
1: Okay, but what if? Okay, let's. Okay. Or what I, if?
2: What if it was located somewhere dangerous? Okay.
1: So this is Indianapolis. I don't this is that. this is neither of those. But what if I'm going to throw this at you? What yeah. if you could take that other job at King of Digital Media? Sure. <laughs> or you know, if you just stay at your company, eh, two to three years, you're probably going to be promoted to King anyway.
2: Ooh, if I have a lot of friends there, I might stick around.
0: Oh, bingo! Yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, that's that's an interesting. I love thought.
2: my coworkers. I get a very special bond with but them. We're in the should, trenches together.
0: Should be noted. Uh, that a source told ESPN's Dan Graziano, uh, mm-hmm. that Bob Lamonti, the, uh, agent of one Josh McDaniels, Bobby Lamonti, uh, quit, quit. Who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, he didn't quit like his firm. Right. He quit being Josh McDaniels agent. We well, fired him. Yeah. Lamonti expected a Coaches phone call. have agents?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Weird.
0: Yeah. Lamonti expected a phone call from McDaniels to be a question about preparation for Wednesday's scheduled news conference in Indianapolis, the source told Graziano. When McDaniels told him he was staying in New England, Lamonti replied that McDaniels was, quote-unquote, committing professional suicide. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and, and it's fun, because when you're an agent, that means that their career suicide is your career homicide? <laughs> oh yeah! This is, it's like in uh, Smash Bros. when someone would pick you up as Donkey Kong and then just and then walk, then walk off, off, a off ledge, the edge. Yeah, then it's like, wait, what?
2: Yeah, it's a very cocky way to kill yourself and others. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue announces new issue featuring Me Too themed nude shoot. No, wait, <laughs> wait, Me Too- wait this is real. Sub headline: SI swimsuit issues unblemished record of feminism remains intact.
1: Phew. I'm glad they're not going to be
0: tarnished now. Yeah. Uh, reading from, from uh, I believe it was USA Today, uh, as the Me Too movement takes hold of the entertainment industry, Sports Illustrated's annual swimsuit issue is responding with an empowering photo shoot of its own. Models Paulina Por- Poriz- Porzkova, something Russian, yeah. Sailor Brinkley Cook, And Robin Lawley were just some of the models who bared it all for a photo spread in the issue hitting newsstands next week, shot by photographer Taylor Ballantine for the magazine's In Her Own Words project. The shoot, which will be detailed in an upcoming TV special next week on Sports Illustrated TV, shows the models with words written across their nude bodies that describe them.
2: Yikes. And I know what you're
0: thinking, guys. There's Sports Illustrated TV... Sports Illustrated has its own TV channel. That is bizarre. They do. That's yeah. Is the business that'll go from a magazine that nobody's reading anymore to a? Is are you sure it's not just a show on another network? You're gonna pivot from magazines to cable television? I was like, wondering
1: if Vice like, did it. Like, I don't need to see nude women with the word "boobs"
0: written on them.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, well, no, you know but, they're there. <laughs> but
0: here's here's the thing that Sports Illustrated emphasized is that the women got to choose what they were gonna write in themselves. So it's things like mother and and other. Uh, oh,
2: they're labels.
0: They're labeling right. them oh. things that are true about the women. Yeah, uh, but that's right. The the Me Too movement is a wave washing over every corner of society, even those corners where you may have thought to yourself, "Boy, this is not a good fit at all." Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, really? that that feels weird. That yeah. kind of feels like um, if like uh, uh, Woody Allen came out and said, "You know, I really support the Me Too movement." <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just feels wrong, you know? Yeah, Yeah,
1: like, if if Woody Allen Because of what he did to his daughter. Right, if he did a cameo on Sesame Street.
0: Right, exactly. That would
2: feel... He had to teach you some letters.
0: (laughs) Well, I gotta say, guys, your cynicism I find horrifying. The SI swimsuit issue has finally given the models a chance to express themselves. A voice with which they can roar their truth forth from the mountaintops. Phrases scrawled on their naked bodies.
2: Right. It still feels like a objectification. Truly powerful. You're treating them like a wall with graffiti. That's objectification. Yeah, well, objectification. guess what, Phil? This announcement was met with
0: naught but support and positivity on social media. I can't believe that to be <laughs> true. I, am, I am <laughs> that just doesn't kidding. sound right at all. It was
2: a complete shit show. Of course it was. First Just of all, as a- soon as you said social media, it's already a yeah. shit show. A lot
0: of really upset women, <laughs> yeah. uh, including so the National Center on Sexual Exploitation Director of Communications, Catherine Blakeman. That sounds like a fun job. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, wrote a town hall common, uh, column explaining it would be, quote, unquote, wrong to suggest the magazine will, quote, will be a huge step forward in the effort to promote the dignity and equality of women. Uh, Blakeman feels that the men who excitedly go out to purchase this magazine are only interested in consuming nearly nude images Come on, of women. that's not
2: fair of these guys. Whoa, they're reading right? the
0: articles. Many Shots of them have
2: subscriptions. Yeah. They
1: don't need to go to the newsstands. They're right. getting it anyway. No, yeah, but these, these, and
2: they're, they, they're and married
0: men. They're not ogling other it's, women. It's surprising to me that, that someone who works for a feminist organization wouldn't recognize what, what Sports Illustrated has done for years, which is to hand over the pages of its normally male-centric sports-themed magazine to the women of America, so that they can better Finally. select their next swimwear purchase.
2: <laughs> uh, it's it says where you can purchase each bikini in tiny letters on the bottom of <laughs> the picture. Absolutely, and the
0: price. For women. It's for women. Why would men? Uh. But yeah, this men don't but, buy
2: bikinis.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but. But for the feminist Twitter sphere, uh, I believe this is what we commonly refer to as a low-hanging fruit. Wait, I'm sorry, that wasn't intersectional. I should make a point of saying that the experience of stone fruits is going to be different from your other seeded fruits. You know, they're all fruits, sure, but the stone fruits and seeded fruits, very different.
2: You got a big chip on your shoulder, don't you, Joe? <laughs>
0: Okay, joining us on the podcast, one of our favorite guests, uh fresh from Philadelphia, uh where he was celebrating with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, uh, parade, Mike Trout. Hi,
2: hey guys, how's it going?
0: <laughs> hey Mike. <laughs> Woo, oh yeah. man, did you just uh, run in, buddy?
2: I just got here from Philadelphia,
0: boy, my legs tired. I ran. Yeah. You are always uh, 100% yeah. energy and it is great to have you on the show. Oh, yeah, you always man. cheer me up.
2: Uh, fly Eagles fly. Fly Eagles fly. Yeah, the, we
0: won. The sound engineers were like, should we start the interview with oh, Mike Trout yeah. not even being That's here what you and do. I'm like, Trust me. You say, I'm like it's Beetlejuice. Be you say my name. I just appear. He's like two miles out. Oh, the time man, I that was a funny intro. movie. Yeah. And I'll tell you
1: what. I feel like we, with the reputation of Eagles fans, yeah. I think Joel and I are just really happy that there are very nice, pleasant ones like you. Oh, who can yeah. Oh, in you're right. All
2: Eagles fans are just great. Eagles has a, some of the greatest fans. Help! Super nice, super happy,
0: well, I mean, the, loving everything. I mean, these are my best friends. Eagles fans do have something of a reputation. After all, they they like booed Santa Claus and threw batteries. No, at come on, you you know you're totally misunderstanding
2: that. To, I don't mean to diss you on your own show. I'm not a dissing guy, but you're totally un- true. Look, like, that's not, not what Eagles fans. That's not what Eagles fans are doing. Look, Santa Claus delivers toys. Yeah. Toys require batteries. Of course. They were giving Santa Claus batteries, all the kids (laughs) would be using toys of Christmas morning. Oh well that makes sense. That's a
1: far more benign, but what about the booing?
2: Oh, they weren't booing, they were saying Santa Claus clues. (laughs) Santa Claus, what? You rule! It sounded
0: like booing. Yeah. Well, well what about the time they legendarily cheered when uh, star Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin was seriously injured and carted off the field?
2: Oh, yeah, they were cheering for him to get better! It's like a get well soon card! <laughs> you know, we can send a get well soon card, it's all positive. You know, I you mean, cheer! You cheer, you say, hey, you're going to fight that cancer? I, I, Duke's up!
1: I don't <laughs> want to belabor the point here, but yeah. I mean, during the celebration, we saw some things like fans were flipping over cars oh yeah that yeah. was a
2: great parade wasn't it well no everyone that... got really into it i mean yep. the car flipping oh and... no you don't understand the car flipping a lot car of open... flipping that was not what it looked like all right okay what? Well, See, what the was car it? was parked in a tow-away zone <laughs> <laughs> they were just flipping <laughs> it out of the way oh well keep away from getting the ticket the the owner will say oh thank goodness i didn't get the ticket just flip it back and drive away <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. speaking personally, I think Oh, I Eagles fans it. care deeply about making sure other people don't get tickets Could really ruin a day.
0: Well, I mean, uh, it seems like you can't get a citation for doing something like climbing a tall structure in
2: public. And oh, a yeah. Whole lot of that. At the did, you ever, did you ever climb trees when you were a kid?
1: All the time.
2: Yeah. See, Eagles fans just remember how much fun it was to climb trees. And when there's not trees around, sometimes they got to climb poles. Sometimes <laughs> they need a little boost. That's why they pull at each other. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's so much fun. Have you ever climbed a pole before? You gotta no. try
0: it! I can't I can't say it has. It seems like it'd be a lot harder. I mean, the one thing that made climbing trees possible was branches.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what else You know what else helps with that? Get yourself full of some Philly cheesesteaks. Get fart power. Get you to the top.
0: <laughs>
2: now, uh,
1: speaking of that, and this was another thing that went viral, was uh, a Philadelphia fan who got down on his uh, knees and ate horsepower oh, yeah. off the street.
2: Oh, yeah. He's one that really sacrificed for the team, doesn't he? Look... Sometimes when your animal poops, you don't have a plastic baggie. (laughs) And you know it's illegal to leave animal droppings behind. Well, I I, I, I mean, yeah, okay. So you know what? Presumably a police force. Because he loves his city
0: so much, (laughs) he's cleaning up the streets. Can't argue with that,
1: Jordan. No, can't I can't do with that. Oh, Mike. it's What it's, a hero. Billy, really, tr- what a hero. It was such a treat to have you on, Mike. Oh, man, it's hey, so
2: great. Up. Fly Eagles fly. You know what? I hope they win every year so that we can throw batteries at Santa so that all the kids will have batteries at Christmas and climb poles so we can remember how great it was to climb trees and make sure to eat all the animal droppings that we don't have plastic baggies for and then flip over cars to make sure they don't get tickets.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Mike.
2: Fly, Fly Eagles, soar. <laughs>
1: Joining us now on the podcast is the Deputy Sports Minister of North Korea, Luis. Yes, Fernandez. hello. It's
2: a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me again. It's good to yeah, be here. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and oh so- man, North Korea. Am I right? <laughs> well, I've <laughs> never Ooh, been. I know. I, got- I know you've been living there for. a while. I've never since- been until this trip either. This life life trip. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. Presumably, you'd never been. Otherwise, oh, you never would have taken this. You job. know, I got. I don't know if you knew this at the time when I was living in Brazil. I struggled. Right now, many no, I, times. No, that being it, the sports it, it, minister there oh, could be very exhausting.
0: You you mentioned it several times. Oh yeah. Uh, so
2: many kidnappings. Crime. Uh water yeah. was not clean all the time. Yeah, yeah, so much crime. Oh my gosh. But I mean there's But you go to North Korea, you think, you know, it's uh behind the curtain, you maybe don't know what's happening there. There's not a lot to do.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. my
2: gosh. Very I mean, little to do.
0: I guess you went. You went from from too exciting to not exciting at all. You know
2: what's weird about North Korea? As soon as they end one military parade, all people do is talk about the next military parade. <laughs> really? It's like visiting your grandparents in Florida, where you finish lunch and then everybody just talks about what you're having for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because so many a, military parades! a Big military parade this last week. Oh yes. You know what? You can only clap at so many missiles. <laughs> Once you've seen one missile, you've kind of seen them all, but you know.
1: Are you at least happy? Like, is uh, what, how is the crime, the kidnappings, are those things that have at least kind There's of? There is no
2: crime. See, that's outstanding. That's... Because if you commit a crime, you disappear. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... It's kind you of have like to a kid. Sleep with one eye open all the time because you never know when your time will come. Well. Wow! And hey, but on the bright side, at least everybody in the world wants to bomb us, so maybe it'll <laughs> all end soon. But hey, yeah. let's stop being sad. It's Olympics time. It's yes. yeah, it's yes. showtime for some like special deputy yeah. sports minister. Yeah. Presumably, in North Korea. your your
0: role in the Olympics in Brazil played a big role oh, part yes. in, in you being Absolutely. selected to, to be the deputy sports minister. In, oh North yes, Korea. and
2: for the first time in many years, North Korean athletes, South Korean athletes, joined hands in unity. And they're competing together. See, that's great. You love to yeah. see signs of sportsmanship. Under the United flag. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But what you don't see about that is that, for the most part, the North Koreans that are there are plotting. What, I'm sorry? They're plotting while they're there. Well, plotting. They're plotting. I plotting. Mean, look, it's not like after all this they just say, do you want to play women's ice hockey together and everybody's friends. <laughs> that's not how life works. You know, you, tell, you say that everybody in the world is a great evil for that long. You don't go, all right, now shake hands. <laughs> That's not how this works. Yeah. No, they're sitting there the entire time. Uh, like the women's ice hockey team, they, they have a joint team, North Korea and South Korea. The, the night before the games, they, the North Koreans, they creep in. They tie the South Korean shoelaces together.
0: Skate laces. Skate laces. Don't wear shoes. And- no, the skate laces. <laughs> oh, man. But I believe okay.
2: the laces are still considered shoelaces.
0: Oh, well, this has probably got something to do with... uh with. But beer. yeah, it's sabotage. That's Listen like- up, y'all. It's a sabotage. <laughs> They're in trouble. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Wow. So that's... I mean, did you play... I mean, oh, as the
2: deputy and- sports minister, did you play any role in helping prepare... I mean, I had to. If I didn't, I might disappear <laughs> with my family in the night. Yeah. There was one that I had to do where we took um, chewed pieces of gum and uh, stuck it to quarters and then used those quarters in Gatorade machines so that the coin slot would get stuck and then nobody can get electrolytes. Oh. <laughs> very <laughs> dangerous for athletes that are burning a lot of calories. And yeah. this
1: is, you know, because Coca-Cola yeah. is a sponsor. The oh, only thing you can get at the Olympic Village yes. is Powerade. Yeah. yeah. So if you've eliminated the, the Gatorade, Gatorade dispenser yes. machines... They're they're out of luck. They're oh, not. They of luck. because yeah. no
2: one's drinking Powerade for their if you've electrolytes. Powerade, but no. Powerade hurts going down. <laughs> terrible. Oh my gosh, you know, I'd rather have 10 kidnappings happen than drink one <laughs> bottle of that toxic sludge. So it sounds It's sound terrible. Like you've developed a system of judging how
0: awful something is. Based on the unit of kidnapping.
2: Oh yes, yes, That's, that is ten kidnappings. But I'll tell you which one is sixteen kidnappings is they actually make us rendezvous with other North Korean spies in South Korea. Oh. And I have to learn so many uh, code words.
1: Yeah, like like what they kind say of- like
2: the sparrow flies in the morning, and I have to say, but the robins are very beautiful, and they say. Well, bird watching is my favorite sport, and then I say, "I where's the bathroom?" And that's the code back and forth. <laughs> we trade they briefcases. Use, interesting that they use North American birds for their codes in Korea. <laughs> and they, you know what? They watch a lot of American spy movies. Uh, okay, yeah. And that is where they get these things. And then I've got to bring dossiers back to North Korea. Uh, it's, I don't know what they have. You open it up; it's just a bunch of indecipherable gobbledygook.
0: Yeah, it just it does seem a little odd that. Basically amounts to a series of like mean practical jokes after, you know, like some sixty odd years of Oh yeah. Icing out the South Koreans, it seems like they'd have more.
2: Oh, and the amount of sneaking in tiny weapons Oh Sneaking in tiny weapons. Yes. So North Korea they have the parades with the big missiles. But they have very tiny missiles too. (laughs) So, everybody has to fill their pockets and their carry on luggage with tiny little missiles and scatter ah. them around South Korea like some sort of demonic Johnny Appleseed <laughs> so that one day they <laughs> hit the launch button and all of them go at the same time. It's so very, you, very upsetting. You have a rocket in your pocket. Not anymore. I'm in America now. In fact, I got to get back pretty soon. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, exactly. okay. yeah, I mean, they're starting soon, and, and, yeah. and best of luck to you. And I've to got, got and the to team. admit. I'm here spying on your podcast, too. Oh no, no, I don't mean to do it. It's
0: something that I have to do as the deputy sports What, what are Hungary. we going to provide? What, Kim Jong-un's going to know about the Sports
2: Sports Sports podcast? Well, I'll tell you, I got a lot of dirt on Mike Trout now. <laughs> 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 and now it's time for another wide world of a Weird Sports! Sports! Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, the history of surfing. Hey! Yeah, that's what they say while they're surfing.
1: Aang ten. I really wish we had some ventures to play under the the backdrop of this.
2: History of surfing.
0: The riding of so waves. Actually, it should be noted, Wipeout was the safaris, not the the Ventures.
2: Oh, okay. Was that was that Wipeout? You can speak right into yeah. the mic there. Yeah, that, that was, was Wipeout.
1: Oh, that was a really, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a really
1: that was a really bad Wipeout.
0: It, that's correct. But I did. I did you hear me do the, the, yeah, the no, drums? yeah no yeah no the drums were better. I
1: thought you were doing Wipeout. I could not tell what you were doing with the guitar. Oh. Well, I don't. I don't listen to Wipeout a lot. So <laughs> I was should. doing it by memory. That is
0: a wildly underrated song.
2: Surfrock, Wildly like, I'm underrated. I'm sorry. Genre. In my head, that's what it sounds like. Can we do history of surf rock? Uh, <laughs> not, not today, mon frere, Because that's not a sport. Surfing's a sport. Yeah. Uh, the riding of waves has likely, likely existed since humans began swimming in the ocean. Yeah. Ooh. Whether, whether they
0: intended to or not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in a sense, body surfing is the oldest type of wave catching. Standing up on what is now called a surfboard is a relatively recent innovation developed by the Polynesians. Moana. Maui. Those are two characters yeah. from Moana.
0: A uh, lot, lot of uh, uh, Atlantic Islanders who look pretty silly about now. They yeah. could No surfing tradition it. over there. Yeah. What, they didn't have waves? <laughs> yeah.
2: The influences for modern surfing can be directly traced to surfers of pre-contact Hawaii. Mm. That was a very ethnocentric way of saying yeah, Hawaii. That is before this the, pre- before the 1996 yeah. movie right.
0: starring Jodie Foster was released. Right, contact. Yeah.
2: Before contact came out, yeah. Polynesian origins, the art of surfing known as he, he means to surf and Ana means the nominalizing particle. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, uh, he means to surf and Ana is the nominalizing particle. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. Okay. Nope. never mind. <laughs> uh, in the Hawaiian language was first discovered by Joseph Banks on the HMS <laughs> Endeavor during the first voyage of James Cook. Right, so Joseph A. Bank, we, the suit store. Why don't Why don't we be clear? When you say first discovered, you mean by white people. That's what this whole article. This article was written by yeah. the white man for sure. Um, it was during the ship stay in Tahiti, which is a beautiful island. If you haven't been, I'd recommend it. I've seen the pictures by Cezanne and by me. I was, <laughs> was there. I, mean, I, was, I was there on my honeymoon. Let's go, Oh, go gone. Yeah, yeah, not
1: Cezanne, Gauguin. C- Cezanne was still life. Fruit.
2: C- you say, oh, Cezanne, right. yeah. and say, you say <laughs> Cezanne and I say Gogan. You say Cezanne and I say go Gauguin. Uh, surfing was a central part of ancient Polynesian culture and predates European contact. The chief, Ali'i, was traditionally the most skilled wave rider in the community with the best board made of the best wood. So you're saying you got to be chief by winning a surf competition? Hell yeah. That is awesome. That should that is- be a teen comedy. Yeah, somewhere that should be our system of government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Donald Trump don't know how to surf. Yeah, all those bone spurs makes it very difficult to surf. Uh, the ruling class had the best beaches, had the best boards, and the commoners were not allowed on the same beaches. But they could gain prestige by their ability to ride the surf on their boards. This is becoming a better and better teen comedy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be on the loser beach. No, have you seen him board? This is this is what Moana should have been about. Yeah, exactly. It was close.
0: They made up some journey across the ocean. Yeah, they no need just surfing.
2: No need. The Tahitian Samoa surfing was the popular pastime that was often used as part of warriors training, build core muscles. Warriors often paddled to surf breaks and were recorded by early European historians in print as spending many hours bravely paddling head on into large surf and riding waves. Canoes often accompanied surfing parties, and men would often swap between canoeing, paddling boards, and catching fish after their recreational activities. Oh man, oh. It sounds like a great day, right? Talk, talk about oh, yeah. I want that like, job.
0: You you get get done with your workout. You need some protein. Uh, how about some
2: crazy fresh fish? Yeah. Oh uh, man. no offense to being the profession of being a digital media executive. I would trade it in a second (laughs) to surf all day and catch fish all evening. I'm
0: I'm going to go live and say, Phil, you would actually not like that at all.
2: Really? (laughs) Yeah. I would love it. Uh, In Hawaii, surfing became more of a spiritual pastime. became ingrained into the the very fabric of Hawaiian religion and culture. Mm. Yep. The sport was also recorded in print by other European residents and visitors who wrote about and photographed Samoans surfing on planks and single canoe hulls. Samoans referred to surf riding as faasee or seegula. Edward Traeger also confirmed Samoan technology for surfing and surfboards in Samoa. Oral tradition confirms that surfing also was practiced in Tonga, where the late king Taufa Ahua u IV was the foremost Tongan <laughs> surfer of his time. I don't know how to say the fourth. Boy, lot of in.
0: lot of vowels.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let's let's cut ahead to ancient Hawaii, shall we? Yeah. The ancient Hawaiian people did not consider surfing a more recreational or mere recreational activity, hobby, extreme sport, or career as it's viewed today. Rather, the Hawaiian people integrated surfing into their culture and made surfing more of an art than anything else. It was art. They referred to this culture as He'e hey, nalu, which which translates into English as wave-sliding. Ooh, oh, I like cool the way sound of that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It sounds sexy. The art be- therefore began to enter... Uh, the art began before entering the mysterious ocean as the Hawaiians prayed to the gods for protection and strength to undertake the powerful, mystifying ocean. Mm. If the ocean was tamed, frustrated surfers would call upon Kahuna or a priest, who would aid them in a surfing prayer, asking the gods to deliver great surf. Prior to entering the ocean, the priest would also aid the surfers, mainly of the upper class, into undertaking a spiritual ceremony of constructing a surfboard. (laughs) 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 What? It's part of their religion. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) Hawaiians would carefully select one of three types of trees. The trees included the koa, or acacia koa, the ulu, or Artocarpus Attilis, Or the Willy Willy. The Atheria <laughs> Sandwiches tree. Uh, I would take a Willy Willy. You know why? Funny name. <laughs> Once selected, the surfers would dig out the tree and place fish in the hole as an offering to the gods. Selected craftsmen of the community were then hired to shape, stain, and prepare the boards for the surfer. I know was- who I'd be in this situation. Yeah. The guy going like, yeah, have fun surfing.
0: I'm just going to hang out. Then I get all those fish. That's the Joel game to play. And then when you come back, you're like, God loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because we're running late. He ate an
0: unbelievable
2: amount of fish. I want to get to the important stuff because we're running late. North America, in July 1883 or 1885, three teenage Hawaiian princes took a break from their boarding school. No, they actually mean a boarding school. Uh, St. <laughs> Matthew's Hall in San Mateo and came to cool off in Santa Cruz, California. There, David Kanawana Nanokoa, Edward Kelly Hualala and Jonah Kuhulio Halo Ole surfed the mouth of the San Lorenzo River in custom-shaped redwood boards, according to surf historians Kim Stoner and Jeff Dunn. <laughs> Kim Stoner? Yeah, and that's how it got brought to Southern California... The North American birthplace, well, no, Hawaii's in North America, too. The continental United States birthplace I of surfing. I don't think it uh, technically surfing. is. Really?
0: I mean, uh, I mean, it's part of our country, but if you Islands don't continents. get to be part of
2: continents. Yeah, it's on a, oh, it's on a different enough.
0: continental plate than North America. Oh, that's America. fair. I
2: mean, if you said what continent is Hawaii in, I would say North America. Yeah, me too. Because I if,
0: would say uh, Pacific Oceania.
2: You'd say, well, that's not a continent. I know there's seven continents. And right, Pacific Oceania is fucking not one of them, Joel. People frequently refer to Oceania as, as Australia Oceania because it's... And that brings you to an end another wide world of... a Weird Sports! sports. It's so, sports. so much more so to say, say than Joel. Really, really fucked with my, with my, my brain when I say this, this words word, word, some some have
1: Systems of Podcast Talent. This brings a close another the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Mike Trout to give you our contact. Hey,
2: guys, I'm back. I'm still here. Whoa. Oh, man, that was quite a run. I just went to Dairy Queen. It was delicious. All right. So you can find all of our uh, back episodes at soundcloud.com slash comedy. Nope. 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 Soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to click on a bunch of stuff. Click, 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 Have a good time. <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter. We're going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's. Twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Forget about the haters. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Or we just launched on the Google Play Store. So make sure to search the sports number three, all one word sports number three space podcast. And you can find us there if you're an Android user. Have fun.
0: Hey guys. Joel. Hey, Joel. I mean, I just, I feel like it's relevant that Hawaii is on a separate like, like continental plate than North America, regardless of what. About.com disagrees. Okay, well, what is about.com? No, about.com no. is the one that says Oceania is a continent, and everyone else
1: says you can't call Oceania a continent. There is no continent Hawaii is on, though, legally, because as part of the United States, we call it. Hey! Basically, there is no geological
2: continent here for Hawaii. I'm going to find a geographer just to prove you wrong. It's awesome.